welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're like the first this gay couple of conspiracy theories. I think it's beautiful, man. I love their partner. What the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. And welcome to another fun festive episode of Tin Foil Hat. We're back in the bunker. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we are really excited. Uh, you guys, your comments, your support, I swear, uh, you guys make me want to work harder and put on better shows, so we're very thankful for everything. Joining me, as always, my good friend, the most off-the-grid motherfucker you'll ever meet in your life, Ryan Davis, everybody. Damn, Sam, you're looking more handsome than usual Thank right you, now. dude. I'm taking those <laughs> supplements, man. I'm taking those supplements you gave me that Dana really hates. And as always, our good friend, the guy who believes nothing, he is so unawoke, he's asleep. Aaron, everybody. I believe in nothing, Lebowski. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you. So, guys, we'll get in some business before we bring in our uh, guests. We're super excited to have these guys on. Uh, real quick, as you guys know, October 10th is the first ever, I don't know, I'm calling it Conspiracy Con. We're doing a live show at the... Uh, the Ice House in Pasadena. It's a Tinfoil Hat comedy night, and we have all your favorite people from the Tinfoil Hat podcast. We have Eddie Bravo, Brandon Walsh, Gareth Reynolds, Vanessa Johnson, Sean Joshi, and John Toll will all be live doing stand-up in the main room, but that's not all. In the side room, we're super excited to make this happen uh, because the Ice House is opening their club just to us. We're the only show in town right there. We're the only one, so it's on a Tuesday night, and they were nice enough to give us the second room, and in that, we are doing a very special live swap cast with the Higher Sides Chats, Greg Carwood, that will be there. Uh, All tickets for those shows are available at icehousecomedy.com so go check that out we're super stoked about that it's going to be a good show homeboy you're busting your cherry you're you're, you're doing your first stand up what do you think you're going to talk about I like how you keep on when we set this up you're like yeah uh, you're going to host it and then you're just like yeah you know you're just going to go up there do three five minutes I'm like three five minutes of what man I'm just bringing people up you're like no no you're just going to do stand up I'm like yeah, I, I, I think I think the joke's on you. I'm not too sure if that's. But you said you're working on stuff. I'm just. I mean, knowing you is humorous enough. I might just, you know, just go in there and talk about have me. Have to mine off of that. I, mean, I respect the shit out we'll of that, figure dude. It out. So, guys, go to icehousecomedy.com and hang out and buy your tickets. I believe this is going to pack out. Both shows will be great. All your favorite conspiracy theory people. Stevie Weeby's going to be doing the live show. Eddie Bravo, hopefully, will be jumping on that podcast as well. Guys, go check out the Tinfoil Hat Show. Uh, Reddit, reddit.com backslash tinfoil hat show. Uh, you guys are killing it on there. It's so funny. Uh, the crime rate in the forest is 100%. You know that. So go check that out. Support the show on there. 
The podcast Instagram is j- jumping too. Tinfoil Hat Pod on Instagram. We have almost 2,000 followers. Uh, we're putting stuff up there all the time. All the fan art, all that stuff. We really appreciate you guys. It's your way to be a part of the show, so join that. And then, obviously, the in, the Twitter is Mad Hatters 39ers. Uh, we're, we're almost up to 700 followers on there. All the news I think is important. I can't put on my regular one. I put on there. All the real news, which I think is really going down, is on the Twitter. So, that again, that is Mad Hatter 39ers. Aaron? Still haven't retweeted me. Oh, dude, do you tweet that? From the Vatican, yeah. I, I tweeted that. Okay, me. I will find that, dude. Yeah, and the T-shirts are jumping. The T-shirts are jumping. That's right. Go to allcomedytshirts.com. Hit the tinfoil hat page. We got smoke weed, eat pussy, hell Satan shirts. Uh, and we got the woke prints, and we got the tinfoil hat. Now we have also added hoodies, both hoodies of the tinfoil hat shirt and the smoke weed, eat pussy, hell Satan shirt. Yeah, that's right. It's like 70 degrees in California, so it's officially winter. But someplace it's cold. Our guests, I'm pretty sure it's fucking cold right now, <laughs> so they might need a hoodie. So, And then on top of that, we're about to start uploading your artwork. We pick the best artwork from the fans, and we make them into a limited edition t-shirts, and those should be going up soon. So you guys are the shit. So let's get into the show. I'm super excited about the show. Why don't you introduce our guest there, Ryan. Yeah, when we first started doing this show, I had very few people that I really wanted to get on, and these guys have one of the leading. And they weren't available, so we got these guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, They're coming from a very far place away called Canada, and even farther than that, it's Calgary. And from the very far north, may I introduce the American show. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us on, man. We're totally honored to be on your show. You guys are doing great work. I mean, I love the way you approach just about any topic in the conspiratorial realm with openness and and curiosity. That's like kind of what we try to do here. Hell yeah. And for if those who don't know- cool runnings, that's where Calgary is. <laughs> <laughs> so the two voices you're hearing is Graham and Darren. If you guys go ahead and just introduce yourselves to our, our tribe. If you guys don't know them, you're going to know them after this podcast. Yeah, I'm Graham, and across the studio from me is Darren. I'm Darren. The one with the sexy voice is Darren. Yes, man. I knew that's why I'm getting an erection. That's why I'm getting an erection. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about your show. Why, why the name Grammatica? Grimerica, excuse me. I fucked you're the everything. Second, you're the second podcast we've on that called us that. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, that, well, actually, it was the last podcast we were on last week called us Grammatica. Sorry about and we that. Thought that was a new, that's a new... No, no, no. It's all good. We were thinking it's kind of like a Gattaca plus Grammatica equals Grammatica. That's yeah. Like, uh, I'm known for butchering names, kick by the off way. The show. If I don't butcher your name, I don't love you. That's the truth. I've called Ryan Aaron a thousand times, so it's a little sign of affection. So here's the thing. It's... Uh, it's not really relevant to the the topics we cover, but it's become sort of a you know a good name. Darren's last name is Grimes, and he had you know won some poker game you know probably shit faced one night and like <laughs> nine years ago and he yeah. signed Grimerica, and I guess that was his little you know a few years later we we decided to start up a podcast and it became it was Grimerica. already my Twitter handle, oh, so we figured. You know, we already got 500 followers. I already had 500 followers from my Twitter for over the years, so we're like, fuck it, we'll just roll with it. Well, I love I love the name, and I, I love Canadians. I love Canadians. There's nothing about you guys. I gig up there all the time. It's a wonderful place to do stand-up for 
because you guys are very politically knowledgeable, but at the same time, you're not like religiously offended. Like you can really go for it up there, and like if you talk about a heady subject, your your, your brains don't explode. Like Toronto's wonderful, and I know Canadians hate Toronto, but Toronto's Toronto's kind of like San Francisco, but with fuckable people. That's what I always say. They're they're boneable. In, uh, in in Toronto and Canada in general. One thing about Canada, I'd like to uh, tell everybody is, um, man, you guys get the best cocaine. I got to be honest with you, you guys is coke. I don't know how you do it. I used to do a lot of cocaine. I used to party a lot. I don't anymore. But when I did, I would always be like, Canada gets the best. You guys get way better coke than we do. Yeah. And, and I just yeah. wanted to it's congratulate you guys. It used to be, I heard. Yeah, it took me down. So I'm I'm with you, buddy. I don't do it anymore. It almost, Actually, today it it's been. It's been nine and a half years to the day for me. Oh, congratulations, dude. That's yeah. a huge deal, man. That's a huge Have a deal. Hoot. <laughs> <laughs> Says my chronic co host here. Yeah, I noticed you guys got a lot of the same equation that we have. We have uh, one slightly level-headed. I mean, you guys are two variant degrees of crazy, but uh, you got one slightly level-headed and then one, I guess, wild card like we have in our studio. So it works out. You know, you need that binary star system. Yin and yangs, man. Yin and yangs. I love it. So uh, how'd you guys end up meeting each other? How do you guys, how'd this come together? Well, we worked together and then, uh, you know, we were kind of introduced. Worked together in what sense? what, how, what do you mean? Like our, in our day job. So we have a, like a day job. I moved to Calgary to, to work in a different business. I'm from Vancouver. And I met, uh, met Darren at work, and the guys at work were saying, well, you guys should talk because you guys have some of the same interests and stuff like that. So I started forwarding him all these podcasts and getting them all. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts for like six or seven years. I was addicted to those. And then Darren got, uh, you know, got into all the stuff he was interested in. You're able to find it on podcasts. We went to a couple conferences, and then we were like, we should start this uh, podcast up. And then we get to chat with interesting people. We can ask our own questions. And I've been interested in so many different topics, and it's just a great way to explore all these at our own pace it is a wonderful thing like that's one thing i'll tell you about this podcast is i i've really enjoyed how much it's expanded my mind and how i've realized there's so much crazy shit going on in the world that nobody even knows about because it's not it's like i always had this theory that most people life is a highway and most people just take the first exit off the road they don't drive they don't keep going see what's a little farther down the road what's a little more interesting and they take the first drive off so whatever's the easiest for them to get is what they'll take whether it's the news telling them what's going on or like just the opportunities in life whether it becomes your your career like a lot of people take a summer job that ends up being a career job when it's like if you would have just kind of kept driving down the highway you would have found something very interesting and you know our last episode we did we did on the uh, the the uh, Clinton's body count my friend was we did a swap cast with him and he hadn't heard any of it and he really- yeah that was crazy to me it seemed like he I listened to that and it really seemed like he he should have heard about a lot of that stuff. That's what shocked me the most out of that. I was like, really? Is this guy pretending that he doesn't know all this stuff? <laughs> Our Clinton body count guy is scared to come on because he's scared he's going to get added to the count. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I made Sam's point. I said, hey, we're thousands down the list. Don't worry about us <laughs> Yeah. Yet. They got to go through a lot of people before they start <laughs> killing two dudes in Canada in an igloo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if we lock the door, actually, they could just lock the padlock on the outside of the igloo and we just die of starvation. Who eats who first? First. Who eats yeah, who first? But the, the dogs don't eat themselves. So well, 
physically, I think Graham could take me, yeah. but I think that <laughs> I would probably take him down before he's seen it coming. <laughs> when it comes down to a life or death situation, I'm just going to plan it. He's going to go to use the bathroom in the corner and <laughs> how, how many seconds after that pop, that la- that lock is put on do you attack? <laughs> probably the first bathroom break. <laughs> I like Better how you guys. Sorry, I won't kill him right away. I'll just attack him and tie him up so that I've got him subdued when it comes to that. Now, you guys have done a lot of research. You guys have been doing a show longer than us. Like, what have you learned about the world? What I've learned is that everything's going on. There's so much shit going on. Deep state, maybe lizard people, aliens, all this crazy ass shit. That I, I'm not saying it's 100% going on, but it's definitely possibly going on. And it could be really interesting shit. I always say that like the world is like a mall, right? You like, let's say mall of America or the mall that's in, um, uh, all the huge malls that they have out there. And like, Everybody thinks their reality is the whole world when really you're just like Foot Locker. You know, you're a Foot Locker, and then there's like, there's the uh, food core, and then there's Victoria's Secrets. Or if you're at a Canadian uh, uh, mall, there's an adult bookstore. They have an adult bookstore in the mall. And, uh, and you can go buy a butt plug while you grab some sneakers over there at Foot Locker. It's like so insane, dude. Like the most. The most conservative Canadian is the most liberal, is like a liberal American. It's very interesting. What do you think that is? What do you think, Darren, about that? About the, well, uh, the show? Because the show breeds character. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I completely agree with that, man. The Northeast, that's where all the great comics come from. That's where all the, because you have to find something to do, man. Like back in the day when I was going to school, way back in my day, we'd have to get a beer ball and we'd go in the middle of the forest where the wild animals are drinking Coors Light, trying to fight off what the wilderness. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't do that in San Diego. That's right. Yeah, the food just falls off the trees so you never have to being you know you're never really solving as many problems i don't think the warmer it gets the less you're solving problems the more you the less solving constantly solving fucking problems on how to not be cold yeah how to keep it interesting because you're stuck inside and girls are covered up and all that stuff you know (laughs) i'm surprised (laughs) our population isn't higher where oh yeah i'm sure when winter comes there's just nothing but bone fest right <laughs> that's right yeah pretty much my kids were born in uh what end of august and one at the end of october so august bone fest well without getting too deep into it uh you guys not being from america it's awesome to be able to ask you the question like what do you guys in particular think of us like what's going on like what does canada think of america Right now, or like ten years ago, because it's pretty. <laughs> a little both, no, a little both, right? No, right behind you guys on a lot of a lot of uh, trends and a lot of fashion and everything. Like we used to say, th- things would happen in California, and then we'd be like five to ten years behind you guys. But I mean, it is so different now with the polarization of what's going on down there. And you know, you were talking about what we've learned during the show, and I mean, and you touched on some of it. All the lies, right? All the the mainstream narrative is basically bullshit at all, you know, so many levels, right? You've got all this deep state shit going on. And, you know, even our scientific paradigm is fucked up. Like, I don't have, I try not to have a lot of dogmatic views, but I have a couple overarching ones. Like, the UFO cover-up is one, and that consciousness doesn't reside in our brain. The materialism is kind of fucked. And, you know, when it gets at a more fine level from that, I don't know the answers, of course, but... 
those are the two main big paradigm shifts, I think, for me. But I think you guys are controlling a lot of the a lot of the culture. Oh, one hundred percent. A lot of these, when it comes to a lot of these paradigms, like it's the states which drives the. You guys still have that fucking piece of papers too that keeps you like that last vestige of hope against, you know, the, the constitution, inevitable fucking globalism that seems to be engulfing yes, the planet. Yes, and like, I've been that's what I've been thinking about lately because that was what you guys were so special because you're free, right? The free, like the whole thing about America. And I mean, we have uh, you know a lot of that freedom here as well, but it's 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 going away, and I think that that it's where are you right guys going to be because... in twenty years if you don't watch it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm with you on that. I'm. I'm I, are you talking in terms of your so in a socialistic programs well, in terms of your socialist? There's a socialist side of it. There's also a corporatocracy side of it. Yeah. Like I spend a lot of time in the Pacific Northwest of the USA because I just prefer it. If we can get away, we prefer to get down there. No, I get it. Um, but like I can drive from one side of Canada to the other and every fucking city I can choose between Starbucks or Tim Hortons. And then there's the five same restaurants and then there's your Staples and your, your Walmart and your Louis, you know what I mean? There's like in every town has its same business center and you can almost go from business center to business center to business center. And they're all the fucking same. Like yep. all the culture is being eaten up at a tremendous rate and people don't even realize it. They still think Canada is this, the greatest place on earth, but when I go down to Idaho or Washington or Oregon or California and every fucking coffee I get it's along the way is like. a free, is a different place yeah. and they're all great. And I stop for a sandwich and this is a one of, and that's it. And I mean, it might get different than that in some of the other States. I don't go to them as often, but I don't know. It still seems like you a, mean the mom a, and pop stores are kind of yeah, there's yeah. mom pop. It's everywhere. easier. There's, it's easier to own no, a small business. It's there's no to, mom and pop left in Canada. Like here, it's, here it's really gone. hard. The, the fucking regulations and the paperwork and the taxes and all that shit. It's it's really hard. Well, like, Ontario pot's not even legal yet, and the government's already said we're in, in Ontario. They're like we're selling it. That's it. So it'll be part of the liquor store yeah, thing. Yeah, that's it. No yeah. one sells weed unless you're the guy. Yeah, I get that, man. I get that. You see that a lot out here too, and it goes back to kind of what I'm saying is the first, the first exit off the road. You know, it's, it's like, hey, man, I can go get a nice meal at a, a nice mom and pop place. Probably spend a little money, a little more money on it, but that's home cooking. Or I can go to this like uh, Applebee's, and it's gonna be a little cheaper, and it's gonna be obviously thawed out and cooked off you know as a frozen dinner but that's just what people want to do they want and it's just like it's like i go for the same thing for art man like there was a time where art was something that you had to work to understand to you looked up to it and you tried to achieve this higher level artistically whereas now and and i'm gonna follow this with another thought but now it's just like this pop entertainment that is everywhere it is like unbearable like my girlfriend had for a second had me watch america's got talent and it was just like i just had to fight to keep the iq points in my head i was like covering my skull so they weren't getting sucked up and it was just like like oh hey i'm a little kid and i'm a puppet person and you know i'm fought in vietnam and i'm the, you know and it's just like it's so contrived but people want that because it's really simple, digestible. They don't want to think, you know. And as a comedian, I see that a lot. We're like, well, you got to cancel your cable. Like that's the first thing I tell people to do is cancel your fucking cable. You should do that like today. If you still have cable right now, 
Call and cancel it. Well, it's it, it's happening, dude, and that's a big thing. Fire sticks. Uh, that's why everyone's getting fire sticks because cable is too expensive. And really, that's what happens. It, you know, the internet's an amazing thing because it, it, it's where life finds a way. You know, there, that's a famous quote from uh, Jurassic Park where they're like, "Oh, these dinosaurs," are, and they're like, "Life finds a way," and art finds a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the internet and that's the, like podcasting like look we have four white guys right now five white guys on the ones and twos over there you know i'm an indian you're okay so uh four white guys <laughs> and, and a fucking uh native uh, canadian okay talking about something why are we doing this because we this is an outlet we had to find because corporate america wasn't going to put us out and like exactly and what's going so on on in L.A., and a, real quick, is what's going on in L.A. is like white guys are being told, we white straight men to their face are being told, you're not right, you're not what we're looking for. Even though you're the second biggest demographic in the country and you have more money than anybody else, we're not, you're not what we're looking for. So what you're finding is people start doing podcasts, and now these hour specials that all these white guys are shooting that these everybody doesn't want to buy, they're getting put out on the Internet, and that's going to be the new way of doing it, putting it out yourself because corporate you America start, didn't want, want to play ball. Go on. Exactly, and once you start listening to these honest conversations that aren't <laughs> contrived and aren't edited and they're not fake and you go back to watching TV, it's unbelievable how... Oh, yeah, it's it the is. open How? sourcing of entertainment and information. And I still think that we're really still in the renaissance of it. Like people no, who say early on it. it's too late to start a podcast is not too late. It's there's There might be tons of them, but we're still just warming up. And great content finds a way. If you have a great conversation, people will find you, man. And there's this, and I tell everybody, man, mind the internet, mind the internet. And it's getting so scary that they're trying to control it. Google, YouTube, all this stuff, making it harder and harder. We have um, net neutrality under attack right now. I'm really surprised that Trump hasn't gone and just ripped it out right now because, which is crazy to me, and which lets me know the whole thing is a facade, is if, if Trump goes and gets rid of net neutrality, you know it's all pro wrestling because net neutrality is the reason he got elected. Yeah, how far are we away from being like a Christian Slater and pump up the volume when someone's driving in like a Jeep with like a Wi-Fi signal, like fr- like being like the pirate internet, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, and they'll be just like just like fire sticks. You know, in China, you, the government censors the internet. Yeah, and they get you. You have to get this thing. These VPOs are called, v, and you basically get rid of the, the censorship and you can just surf the web all you want to. That's what will happen in America. What's happening no, I don't, here, no, I don't happening think they'll here. bother, man. Why, you don't want to censor it when you can just control the message to such an extent that the people don't even realize that it's censored. No, I don't think so. It's got to be censored. It's going no, to be. Gotta, already, they have trying to think get, they have free will. I tried to get a couple of videos, uh, and they're, they're, Canada's already censoring some of our content. I'm, I'm, there's really? a bunch of videos that we can't watch here, Darren. Now. It's I, like Michael's talking about how Mao did it. They're just going to keep, they're going to let it go as liberal as possible so that everyone exposes himself, and then they're going to come in and kill him. <laughs> no, hey, dude, I, 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 there is something to that. As crazy as that sounds, it is going to be, they're going to put on the facade for as long as they can until they can anymore. And then it's going to they're going to go hard in the paint. And I mean 
I mean, you've heard that that we can't call somebody by the wrong pronoun now without breaking the law up here, right? Like that's that's real that shit. That is unbelievable. That comedian who got sued and like lost. Do you hear this comic? These two lesbians started heckling him, and he kind of hit him back, and they sued him. Oh my god! And he got found guilty and fined forty thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't know. So there you, you go. I don't know if you want to tell this story on here, Sam, but. Uh, how about how about when you were being heckled by a lesbian? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I got I was doing a show in uh, Dana Point. And if you guys ever get a chance, come down to Canada. Let us know. We'd I mean come down to California. Let us know. We'd love to hang out with you. But I was there's this very magical little city called Dana Point, and it's like only dude. Everybody's pretty in this city. It's only nines and tens. They like it's like fuckable children of the corn. They only they eat the fours and fives. Like it's just like it's, and I'm up there doing a stand up, and I'm uh. I'm I, I'm having a great set when there's four drunk chicks walk in, led by one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. And she's totally shit-faced because she'd just broken up with her girlfriend. And uh, so she's one of those lipstick lesbians, you know, like not the real ones, the ones who are like pissed at dick. So they got cheated on, so they ran to lesbians, and then they realized they didn't like paying for their own shit or fixing their own tires or they're not really into softball. They don't want to play outfield anymore, so they run back to dick, right? So uh, I start heckling. She starts heckling me. I start heckling her back. She um, she walks up to me and starts acting like she's going to moon me with her ass. And I'm like, lady, don't let your ass write a check you can't cash, right? She goes, you don't think I do it? I go, I know you won't do it. She goes, you don't think I'll do it? I go, I know you won't do it. I really have no clue what she's talking about, but I'm in this fucking lesbian game of chicken right now, right? So she uh, she goes, lay down. I go, what? She goes, lay down. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, I'm going to sit on your face. So I'm like, okay, you think you're going to do it? I lay down. This chick takes off all of her clothes and sits on my face right in the middle of the fucking show. And like... <laughs> And like an asshole, I told people not to film it. If I would have fucking let them film it, I would have been selling out fucking arenas right now. <laughs> Jesus. No kidding. Yeah, that's so that's awesome. my story. So instead what now. What happened instead? Yeah. What happened instead? I got. I got what's very married? funny, I got up on stage. This Mexican little Mexican midget lesbian jumps on stage, starts beating the shit out of me. So I kind of shake her off like you would any chihuahua, right? I shake her off. Dude, out of nowhere, her flaming gay friend flies on stage like the human torch, like, flame on, flies on stage and smacks the fuck out of me. And the uh, and nobody stopped it. Nobody stopped it. They were, the, the bouncers were too busy taking pictures and laughing at the whole fucking thing. So that was it, yeah. So you actually got gay bashed. I actually got gay bashed <laughs> by a lesbian and a gay guy. That's a true story. That's the true fucking story. Sounds like a party. <laughs> yeah, we'll show you around when you guys come down here sometime. So, by the way, the, cor the correct term for Canadian Indian is Canindian. Canindian? Is that really? It's not First no, Nation? Mine, so. <laughs> um, well, we could get into this you all. Might, if you're white, you better not use that, actually. You might get yourself into trouble. <laughs> I love saying everything I'm told not to say. I can't say it enough. I can't. Well, there you go. Roll with it, then. If anyone asks, you can say that a Canadian Indian gave you permission. Hey, you Canindians. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Canindians. Where's the buffet at your fucking Canindian fucking casino? Well, hell That's yeah. That's the best part. I mean, we can go on forever about it, but we might as well because we get eaten alive by our fans for not getting too deep into tinfoil hats type stuff. So, <laughs> we'll, 
uh, when Sam's like, well, what are we going to talk to the guys about? I'm like, well, they've had such amazing guests over the years. I was like, they can, they have recall. They, their igloo is like technology in there. And I like your guys set up. It's real like pirate ship. Um, but I figured something that's been popping up on my radar a lot is um, the increasing of UFO sightings in Canada. And if people don't know about it, because in America, let alone just California, we're in our own little bubbles. We don't know what the fuck's going on, like five miles outside of our own like life radius. So Canada might as well be across the ocean to us. But last year alone, in 2016, there was over 1,131 UFO reports. So, What are you guys' thoughts on that? Do and you guys see that? I mean, That's the fifth year in a row that Canada's had over 1,000 cases of reports of uh, unidentified flying objects. So I'm That's wondering. That's Graham C. setting them all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't pay attention to the, the news enough to follow those specific um, articles. But we have a lot of, you know, prominent ufologists on the show. Like we've had, we have an episode with Grant Cameron coming out and it's like three hour chat with him. And it's going to be amazing. Some mind blowing stuff. The government's doing some some meetings like we're talking about the higher uh, some of the higher levels uh ron pandolfi in the government kind of like the fox Mulder in a way i think of the cia or the fbi and his wife who they call the queen is having this um these meetings like on go to meeting and they're talking about portals and and oh yeah the cia director or one of the cia scientist's wife yeah apparently you can join in on these meetings and fucking ask him questions and like, they might so answer some, it. So there's some real crazy shit going on there. And he's talked about the presidents and the UFOs and all that. And he's a, he's a fellow Canadian here as well. We had Jacques Vallée on recently. So I've kind of been paying attention to my own work, um, trying to make conscious okay, contact. I, I miss that. The CIA director's wife is having go-to meetings in which she's talking about portals and stuff like that no, it's that I not missed? the cia director it's the it's, it's he's like thing. he's like the fox molder of the cia okay he has, he's got the weird desk or whatever yeah this is all weird to me too i'm right with you but this is graham saying and they're talking portals yeah yeah there's a there's a guy like one of these rich guys who's been doing work with portals and stuff like that. I mean, so I think Bigelow's like, involved like, too, yeah, right? These, some of these rich guys that have done all this scientific stuff. And there's these places like East Eddy Ranch and a couple of the places like Mount Shasta that are famous for having all this activity. So they're saying there's something to this stuff. Now, let me ask you something. Is, is the Canadian government that into this like the U.S. government is? Because there's always these famous stories of, um, you know, a guy, a, somebody gets elected president and then they show them the aliens and they meet the aliens and, and their head is just <laughs> shish kebab from there on and and the whole thing was Marilyn Monroe was gonna fucking expose that Kennedy said there's aliens and all is is the Canadian government into that as well disclosure is what you're talking yes. about Sam yeah. yeah to a certain point I mean they back in the 40s there was memos going back and forth between our two governments about how well, how, wasn't Hellier like the vice prime minister and he's right into it? Well, he was like the head of the D&D. He brought all the department. He brought all the Air Force and Navy together to we had one, him on the show, one thing. Think, yeah, we, yeah, we had him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. He was the ex-Canadian minister of defense. And he's yeah. like, a, he's like screaming yeah. to the, anyone will listen about UFOs. Yeah. We actually have a UFO landing pad in Alberta here. And the UFOs were supposed to land, but our government fucked it up with some fucking backdoor shit. What? They they fucked the so negotiations I up. I don't know the, the whole story. So but you got to listen fucking... to this Friday's show because Grant Cameron. No, I don't think he's this Friday. Next Friday, I think. 
Isn't this Friday? No, I will I listen. When I'll listen every Friday. It's 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 crazy because he he talks about that. There's a little Area 51 close to here called uh, Sheffield. Yeah, I think, yeah. And the aliens like were that. gonna land, but then it turned out that our government had some. The other members of the government had a secret agenda, and when the people that were in contact with the aliens found out, they called the whole thing off. They warned the aliens. And these are the guys that were that found out from the U.S. government what was going on. And there's memos going back and forth talking about how the key to all this is consciousness. It's all in the mind, right? And Ben Rich from uh, from Lockheed Skunk Works said that there's a bunch of threads that something about you know. And Not that is mind the, control, but like consciousness is is a key part of this. That's the whole plot of Arrival, right? That was the whole thing. That's not it's not really about language and all that shit. It's about consciousness. Now, are you kind of alluded to it too? Yeah. Are you are now? Do you believe in aliens? Are you are you an alien guy? Yeah, a little, a little bit. Of, no, 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 no. I mean, I've got look. If I go out, this there, guy goes out camping in minus five. And fucking camps out to try and summon UFOs with his mind. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm an all in blue. <laughs> like, what do you say? What do you say? Indian style? And you like. You no, I put had, last time I had like my singing blowout. So Ryan mentioned he wanted to have Stephen Greer on, right? So right. he developed. He's the guy, yeah. He, he developed these protocols, right? Contact CE5. So there's ways to make, you know, conscious contact of it. So there's a bunch of other groups that are doing it all over the world. Now there's hundreds of groups doing this all over the world. Right. But. And put Greer aside and his ego and all that, because we always have this back and forth discussion about that. But there is people going out. So we have a group, a couple groups in Calgary. We go out, do a little meditation and stuff, and we we sky watch. And get my last couple times, I had my bowl out, singing bowl and stuff. Your singing bowl. And you know, you see shit. We saw, we saw fucking flash bulbs like crazy. I mean, we're starting to see stuff. So yeah, I totally agree. I told, I mean, guys, it could be fucking some top I have to call crap. you right back. Your the computer. Your uh. Your we your, might have froze on our side. You guys so froze. I'm gonna call you right back. I'm gonna call All you right. right back. Okay. Dude, this is great. Am I talking too much? Yeah, they have a cool setup, don't they? They do. They do. They do. All right, we're back. There, yeah, you're there back. You now, tell us about your singing bowl again. You were uh, you were cooking with guests there. It's, uh, it's just uh, you know, it's like these uh, Tibetan Tibetan bowls yeah. or whatever. It's just a meditation tool. I mean, it's good for healing and all kinds of stuff. But um, so we, you know, that's just one of the things I use before the meditation or whatever. But then we start seeing shit, right? You see flash bulbs and a couple lights flying through in airspace that aren't planes. I mean, it's a it, we have a, a lot of activity now. I don't know what it is. I'm not claiming that it's ET, but when you go out there trying to make contact and something happens, it does it, you know, it's pretty easy to start thinking maybe something is going on. And I do think that you can't just ignore all the people's you know, sightings all over the world. You know, you just can't ignore it. There's too much evidence. But I also do believe there's other stuff. Maybe it's ultra terrestrials, interdimensional stuff, um, black pro black projects, top secret aircraft. I mean, it could be all. It's all of the above, is my my belief. Now, have you guys followed our? I believe it's our ISS feed. Is it called the ISS feed from NASA? We see a lot of like weird, crazy shit that is like something zooms in, stops, stares, zooms off. Uh, any yeah. thoughts on that? The International yeah, Space Station yeah. feed. Yeah, it just cut, and it's always cutting the feed off, right? Right. Why is that? Why does the feed get cut off? I, I mean, it's just, I think it's... Does that really off. happen? I've, yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, yeah, it happens all the time, dude. Yeah. You know, they huh. they show, you know, someone I on Reddit... I just assume that's all fuckery. No, no. No? Well, you haven't been out to see the real... Well, you won't let me shed. come. Well, because you're too <laughs> negative. 
Why won't you let him come and hang out, man? Skeptical. He's trying. He's just. He's being too. Uh, he's gonna bring the fucking group down, right? You gotta, uh, I like, gotcha. Strong is the weakest link, and uh, I respect you know, that, dude. I respect yeah, that. He'll, he'll one of these days. Yeah, there's a lot he's of thought getting, that. Um, uh, when I was telling Sam about this, because I mean, I'm not like expert or anything, but I definitely have done some research, and the idea that aliens. I mean, going back to like the Fermi's paradox, which for those that aren't familiar, it was a. Uh, physicist Enrico Fermi's who came up with the idea of the amount of star systems that have the same type of sun that we have that can potentially have a planet with life that could get to assist an area where you'd get intelligent enough to then get off planet then to travel across to another intelligent planet it seems like we're in a situation then where are they because there is enough yeah. suns but yeah. but to travel that time and space the distance that it would take perhaps being of organic material wouldn't be conducive to this. So mm-hmm. that's where the concept or the, the, the idea of NBEs and non-biological entities. Yeah. So, and so the Fermi paradox has changed a lot now because of the amount of planets that they're finding that are habitable. I mean, that, that whole equation is shifting, but the big problem with the Fermi paradox is they're ignoring all the evidence that's been going on for decades. I mean, the government has all kinds of evidence. You go to CIA.gov and the reading file, and there's all kinds of UFO reports there. Yeah. And again, who knows if they're ET, but you, they're ignoring that whole, why are they so silent? Well, if you talk to a lot of people, they're not silent. Yeah, and that's a very interesting thing because you always hear people talking about, well, why hasn't anyone come forward on anything? Whether you're talking about some CIA, you know, 9-11 stuff, uh, Pedogate stuff, all that stuff. Well, you're like, people have come forward. They do come forward. They do yeah. say something. I mean, like, look at Edward Snowden. He literally said something, and he got, like, banned to Russia. I mean, like, there's a, like, when you lay it on the line, you come out and say something, you are really risking your livelihood and your lifestyle and all that stuff. And if you expect, like, like this thing today with Anthony Weiner, right? Anthony Weiner got, you know, sentenced to 21 months in jail. You go on CNN, you go on MSNBC, you go on Fox News, nobody's talking about that. Wow, yeah. You know, they're not going to put it out. If you're waiting for the news, the mainstream news to tell you anything, they're not going to do it. No, no. And even UFO reports, you know, that's one of the reasons why you guys asked me about this stuff, right? Well, from what I've seen when I do look at mainstream ones, they a lot of times they put out the ones that are known hoaxes or they're, or they're known to just ridiculous sightings. Instead of putting out some real legit ones that are going to, you know, maybe get people questioning a bit more. And it's all about the, the uh, discrediting. I think this whole thing with the September 23rd uh, whole thing that just went on Saturday was just like, oh, man, it's the end of the earth. And, like, I knew that wasn't <laughs> going to happen. And they did that on purpose. So now you're like, oh, you're probably one of those guys that believe in September 23rd. Hold on one second. We have Aaron over there hemming and hawing. Aaron, thoughts, anything? You seem no, to be September hung. 23rd did happen. It did. Uh, so it's the, actually it's actually just the start of the revelation. So it lasts seven years. Okay. So if you're here in 2024, you're in. Okay. All right. <laughs> you're righteous. I like that. I like that. Aaron, did you have any thoughts? Because you seem to be hemming and hawing over there. I'm just super tired from the weekend. But um, yeah, I don't. 
no, the Bible, whatever. That's okay, so cool. Real. You can't expect too much. Right before us, he had Bill Burr in the studio. He was oh, sitting yeah. in your seats. I mean, and the fact that we're tinfoil hat. I mean, I get it. I no. Send love to Aaron. Aaron's Aaron's a big part of this. Thing. I love Aaron. Aaron's the death. I thought he didn't agree with our that the aliens are everywhere. Hey, maybe. I totally agree. They're out there somewhere. There have to be. There's so many planets. There has to be. There has I'll to be something. And there's stargates. You know, the whole thing about Iraq. You know, it's very interesting because we're gonna do. Yeah. A, a whole thing on that is that, you know, they said weapons of mass destruction. And everyone's like, oh, man, that's not true at all. There were none. But there might have been. And it might not be in the, in, in the way of nuclear weapons. It might have been in the way of a Stargate. Yeah, you've got, you guys obviously might know a little bit about this. You guys hear about the first things that we went in. When we went in, we didn't go to, like, chemical plants, but we went into the museums. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. And those museums had, like, ancient Sumerian... Yeah, yeah. yeah man. the goal is like the ancient museums and the Indiana Jones style shit and then the poppy fields. That's why they're going down there. And the oil is just a fucking cover, you know? Oh, you think that? You don't think it is oil too? Well, probably. Yeah, I think there's multi multifaceted. There's, you, I heard you guys talk about the pipelines a bit too. We think that's a... That's a I don't think any of that, that's all small potatoes when you can manipulate the market at the level that the real players can. I mean, that's just like Hollywood. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about the movies? It's all just propaganda, you know, because the the Hollywood money is just small potatoes. That's just like well, dude, that's the propaganda wing of the military industrial complex, and we're our thing is starting wars so we can sell fucking guns. Yep. Well, I think it's not <laughs> and we're just really guns. good at it. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that one, dude. I've said this before we on this podcast that you know even if you look at this whole NFL thing that's going on with Kaepernick, you know. All these owners are weighing in. They're so angry at President Trump for saying that. You know, but when you take a look at like what these guys make their real money in, it isn't the NFL. It's oil. It's guns. It's it's um, it's uh, pharmaceuticals, you know. So like what's going on with the NFL? That's just their side bitch. Their real money is in much more powerful, more corrupt businesses that they don't want you paying attention to. Yeah. Did you guys yeah, know the, the team military? is their hobby? Yeah. yeah. Did you Did you know the military put money into the NFL like back in Obama's uh, 2011? Yeah, they they put in six million to like 14 different teams to make the players come out for the anthem and seem more patriotic. Yeah, there's and a to, meme. And going that up. was on CBS Sports too. I, I backtracked that to the CBS Sports website. They were talking about that on the, uh, there's a meme going around right now that uh, that all started in 2009. Yeah. yeah. Having this stand, they did at the Super Bowl because it was such a big big presentation, production, but really teams coming out for the national anthem didn't start till 2009 when the military started paying the NFL to do that. So the NFL forcing people to do this is because you're fucking with their sponsors. Yeah, and then look at the military involvement in Hollywood as well, and they, they they have some script control over things. The DND gets involved, and the CIA. I mean, that's it's it's well known. Six companies. I would argue it's fucking all CIA, <laughs> and it's you know you get a couple little pet projects that sneak through, but the you know the whole infrastructure was built with very specific things in mind. That's why if you take a look at a a a, a channel like MTV, and how nobody's watching that channel. 
yet they continue to do for the last 10 years the exact same programming because the people who own MTV don't care about the ratings. Exactly. It is. It's not about the ratings. That's what they say. It's about the ratings and it's about the agenda. If, it's if, about if the, the agenda yeah. and it's about yeah. programming. It's about propaganda because the real money is, again, in the things you say it is. What? Gold, oil, pharmaceuticals, and war. Yep. That's the six companies that own everything. And who? guess who owns a giant well, the drug? The drugs, too. And the drug, Yeah, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And the oh, sex. Yeah. And the sex. And the sex. <laughs> So there's two different sets. There's the both the illegal drugs and the legal drugs That's what I and mean, the yeah. sex. Yeah. Hey, dude, if I, I get it, man, I was into that coke fucking back in the day, so I know how powerful that <laughs> business is, huh? Just doing a, a gacker and just blasting. I get it. I get it. I get you guys. Um, let's get into our next thing. Uh, so, have you guys ever heard the name Indrid Cold? Yeah. Also known as the is he Grinning the Alien from Mothman. The, yeah, the Grinning he... Man. Yeah, he's associated. So, I mean, yeah. when you talk about UFOs and you trace it back, um, there's a man named Indrid Cold. I don't know how he got that name. And we get all our information from the Internet, so I'm convinced it doesn't matter wh what we talk about. <laughs> so it's, it could all be fake. But he pops up a lot. And whenever someone would see a UFO, he would show up, and he's reported to be human-like in his appearance, although he doesn't have a nose. He, he has just, no nose. And he's he's just like grinning. just straight like... It's like right out of the X-Files, like a character. Right. And his whole thing is what, to like hit you with the, the light? No, he just, uh, <laughs> it, is, it feels like he's like, uh, he's always there for first sightings. He's real tall. He's like over six feet tall and he's wearing like a shiny suit. Like a, like a He like looks a, like, like a, Jim Carrey in the mask. Is that what you're saying? Roughly without, yeah, without the nose and, and just kind of over large, larger eyes and just this menacing grin. And what does he do? Well, in the 50s, he would show up. Uh, he had dark complexion, um, and basically, he would just ask people, like, oh, what'd you see? You know, and, like, it'd be, like, little kids. Like, the kids would see something, and the first real story is about these kids. They see something, and then within, like, minutes, hours go by, and he's, like, there, and, like, asking him what they saw. So it appears that he's there before there could ever be reports. Uh, it's interesting. He looks fucking vicious. Yeah. Right? He looks creepy, huh? He's got those big ass teeth. Have you guys known anyone, or personally, have you guys ever seen anything interesting in the sky? I know you're saying, Graham, you've seen some uh, nocturnal lights. Uh, I've seen a UFO. You saw a UFO. Well, well, we both we both had sightings. Yeah, Graham's was a little more, I guess, profound. Profound. Mine was just some shit we seen when we were smoking a joint. B break it down. What did it look like? Mine was like I, I think they call them like fast walkers or fast movers or whatever. We seen it. We were out back, sitting. It was like 4:30 p.m. You know, five when the sun's kind of not setting, but angled to the earth enough that we thought it was a satellite. We were all sitting out back on the lawn, smoking a joint, and we see it. And I was like, "Oh, look! You can see a satellite." And we were all watching it, the three of us. And then all of a sudden, it, and it was coming east to west, which I think you know lines up pretty good with a satellite. And then it just like beeline to the north and disappeared. Crazy, did, it right? did it turn sharply or? Yeah. Yeah, like it turned sharply and beelined. Yeah. yeah. What are the so chances? Maybe, or it could be that whatever it was we were watching wasn't a satellite. Maybe it was like a chunk of space debris, and it was just like hitting the atmosphere and burning. Yeah, up. maybe. So I, I saw, debunked my own UFO. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. I don't really have an idea of what I saw either, but I, I know it was strange. So I was in Israel on a rooftop hostel. I was traveling around Europe and the Middle East, and I came up onto the rooftop, and this is in Tel Aviv. 
And I was, uh, I saw my friends on the other side of the roof and they're all pointing up at the sky. Like, look at that. Look at that. We see a UFO. Look at, so I run over and I'm upset cause I missed it. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm upset cause I missed it. So I looked up and I'm like, please come back. Please come back. I want to see you too. I want to see you too. And then I saw this object flying to the sky and I said, is that it? Is that it? And they're like, yeah, that's the same thing we saw. But when they saw it, it did this 90 degree turn. So when I look up, I see like a dodecahedron shape. That's the best way I can put it, like a 20-sided dice or a 12-sided dice. Wow. And it was split, split in half, and the halves were rotating against themselves like that. And the whole thing was rotating on its own, just shining moonlight, like there's a three-quarter moon in the sky. It came through the thin haze of clouds, and then it became clearer even. But it was still that shape, and it was just ro- silently going through the sky. So it was about like a loony, a loony. You yeah, guys I get know. it. I get it. I've seen loonies. Okay. I've been paid in loonies. I've thrown loonies at strippers. <laughs> they before. People are throwing loonies at you on the on the stage. And uh, so then, yeah, silently across the sky disappeared, like just silently across the sky. And there, they saw it. They saw it twice. I saw it once. And I mean, I don't know what that was. It was a craft in space, in airspace, like shaped like that, with no visible propulsion system or lights or anything like that. So what was it? Who knows? I don't know. Is it man-made? Is it is some That's sort of Israeli craft, or is it ET? Who knows? But I don't really care about that because either way, it's a crazy. It's he a cares. strange. It's a strange mystery. Either way, yeah, it's crazy. I remember being at a, uh, and I, I know you have a good story. I remember being at a uh, Arizona Cardinals game, and one of those stealth bombers came by, and that looks like an alien ship, and it was mm-hmm. the creepiest thing ever because it just flew by silently, dude. You didn't hear it at all, and I'm like, man. We're all cheering this on. Imagine being somewhere and you're in a village and that motherfucking thing's coming at you. Dropping bombs. Dropping bombs. <laughs> the like last that. thing you see. Freedom fucking bombs. Yeah, some top shelf bombs, not this hood wrap bomb shit. So you should just shit. fill those motherfuckers up with psilocybin mushrooms and go dump those on the war-torn areas. Dump them like right on the warlords. Dude, shrooms can change the world, bro. It should Shrooms be part of high school. If we had a real education system, it would involve mushrooms in some way. Yeah. That's how you know it's a, it's a fucking scam. Well, and the fact that they're trying to eke out homeschooling and and all that just shows you how much how dedicated they are to the fucking the program. The program. It is a trillion dollar business to keep the fucking sheep brainwashed and it's it's you know it's like I say here, man. We're we're both sober guys, and we don't you know we don't party. But I consider my I can I only consider drugs something you'll suck dick for. That's my opinion, right? Uh, shrooms, DMT, not on the list. You're more than welcome to do it. You don't break your sobriety. Those are spirit. Nobody's sucking dick for spirit spiritual spiritual molecules. Molecule, okay, you know what I'm saying. But the point is, let's get back to you. Sounds your, like so, you are. Yeah, it sounds like. I, <laughs> I fucking fucked my esophagus up, guzzling uh, cock. I saw something in uh, Chino one night. Uh, we were standing in the backyard and um, spiritual we molecules. Just, it was one of those moments, those like breaks in the conversation where everything's quiet and everyone's looking up. And uh, I had two friends standing right next to me, and we were all looking up at the sky, just kind of like you know, just taking in the night air. And three lights all lined up like a triangle just came over. Mm. And it was way too low, much lower than a helicopter, and it like came real fast, and all of, like all three of us just gasped, making sound like what? And before we could even be like, "Do you see that?" It just like you said, boom! Like as soon as it was there, it just took the fuck off. And I was like, we were all just tripping, like, "Damn, what the fuck? That was crazy! It moved so fast." I go and look online, 
And a lot of people see these three dots. These, yeah, the triangles, big, big sightings. Happen. Yeah. And so whether or not it was an actual UFO, people think it's Aurora, which is a black project. And yeah. it's the hypersonic jet that can outrun a nuclear blast. And it's it's the reason they know it exists, like the way we knew like the Blackbird existed, like the SR-22. Is that no? Is that SR seventy one? SR twenty two is what seventy one. Yeah, that's uh, SR twenty two is when you have to get uh, DUI insurance. That's why my, <laughs> my my brain. That's when you get the blow box in yeah. your truck. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and so they saw a weather satellite that picked up a, a signature that went from Area fifty one in in uh, Nevada, and it lands in a British airfield. And this weather satellite can see, you know, weather patterns. So they see this contrail that cut across that entire northern hemisphere in like hypersonic speeds, like faster than anything that we know of. So that's the whole concept is they have this plane that can outrun a nuclear blast that if need be, like very high politicians can get on board and get the fuck out, you know? Unbelievable. And nobody cares about alien stuff, dude. We have an epidemic in this country of rednecks getting abducted by aliens and nobody gives a shit. <laughs> they all care about trans in the military and nobody cares about rednecks getting fisted in outer space. It's a real fucking thing and nobody gives a shit, you know? I mean, like they're people. They have feelings, dude, and it just—I just wish people cared about the real stuff and not the the fourteen transgender people trying to join the military. That you know, it's like, dude, do we want our trans in the military? We want like everybody has a skill, right? Everybody has something they can do. Man, trans are great at like fucking drag and fucking singing and dancing and being at the wrong end of a glory hole. You know, they they have their skill set. We don't need them invading fucking uh, uh, beaches and high heels and mini skirts and shit. You know? <laughs> Wake up, man. Wake up, dude. How many of them really want to go in the military? There can't be many of them in there. But weren't they going in there for surgeries and stuff? I mean, weren't they getting a free ride at some point? They're going in there to get the changeover and it's just here's and then it got a little out of control, and the people are going. Of course, they're going to be like, "What's going on here? All these people are coming here. They're getting this reassignment shit, and then, yeah, I mean, am I, you know, and then it gets out of control. Yeah, it's like, dude, it's like. That's why in Canada we just pay for that. You don't have to be in the military. You're <laughs> no. good, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you nip oh, you and tuck, homeboy. Nip too. and tuck. No, come on. Do we pay for it? We no, pay we one way. I don't know if we pay back, but we definitely pay. <laughs> you get a one-way ticket to chop off town? Uh, no, guaranteed you can come back. You can probably go freely at will. You just got to get on. The, as long as you get on the waiting list and wait, then you're good. <laughs> if yes, they chop it off, do they put it on ice in case you want to come back? No, it's like a pickle yeah, jar. Yeah, they should, like, cryo-freeze it they or whatever. sell it on eBay. <laughs> You can get big black junk if you want to. Like hard first before it gets chopped off, I guess. You don't want to be left with this little... Where do you, know, you see in everything the... in 20 years? What do you think? Where do you think we are? 1984. Fucking full on. No, we could slip out of it pretty quick. I hope so. So what uh, what changes it though? How do we how do people wake up from this? Because right now what we have in this country, the people that we look to, like you know, it's like Ron Paul talks about. Where is the anti-war left? Where is it? They're not there because our 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 art is all filled with conformists, people who don't want to rock the boat because they want to get paid. 
And like when yeah. I do this show, it's like people, why do you do this show? It's like it's not that I think I can make any real change. The truth is, if when the shit's the fan, I want to know why it's hitting the fan. Like what we had to do with it. How do we like you know? It's like everybody's upset about, you know, Trump's calling these guys son of a bitches, right? But they're, they're not upset that we're about to go into our eighth and ninth war. That America's going to be in an eight and nine war. And we've talked about it here. Hitler got the 13. We're four off that thing. That's a lot of wars to be in. And you could say what you want about North Korea, which is hilarious because like three months ago, they couldn't get a rocket off the launch pad. You know, we're talking a country that makes money by selling crystal meth to China. That's a true story. They they cook crystal meth and they sell it to China. That's how they make their fucking money, man. But yeah, they're going to attack us. You're fucking nuts. But then Venezuela, what did Venezuela do to us? If you don't think this is straight up imperialism, and you're okay with that, that's fine. But I just want to know that we are really where we are. We are the empire. We use 9-11 as the fucking jumpstart this shit. And this is where we are. And you're, you're getting played by getting upset by a fucking guy who knows exactly, who's being told exactly what to say. And that the whole system is ready to jump up. And you have these fucking... These famous people all playing ball with blue checks by their... And that's why I'm convinced Twitter was. Twitter was just to create all these fake celebrities with blue checks by their vo- by their names that make them seem like they have validity so they can put out this fucking propaganda and get everybody all upset. Yep. Yeah, you hit it on the head. I mean, Probably, yeah. how many of those wars are legit? I mean, it's not that you're just about to go into two more wars. It's none of them have been legit. I mean, After the first a, two, they, none people... of them have been uh, approved by Congress. And Congress just passed something that said, that, and I don't know why they would ever do this, that Trump doesn't have to ask for permission to go to war. <laughs> well, I think it's been like that since, like, uh, Bush, hasn't it? Didn't it something change in Bush where just, like, you can just say, fuck it? No, Bush asked for the wars. He he asked for both of them. It was Obama who went from two to five and didn't ask With, for any of those. Without asking, yeah. Called them. But uh, I, didn't, I didn't even mean. And now you can just way. launch fucking tomahawks over dinner. Yeah, yeah. So are we like um, your neighbor that you can like hear through the apartment wall, and you're like, "Damn, that guy's beating his wife and kids all night long." And in the morning, like we come out, we're like, "Hey, howdy ho there, Bob." And you're like, "What's up, <laughs> dickhead?" Well, we stay pretty out of it because, like I say, I don't have cable. I haven't had cable for years. The only thing is, is it fucks up my Twitter. And this uh, fucking iPhone has this stupid thing where when I swipe to the left, I get a bunch of propaganda. But I just stay away from that shit. I really do. I, I get all my news and current events from podcasts that I've decided that I trust to a certain extent over the years. And I'll take that and I'll look at that with a critical eye. But, I mean, if nothing else, this whole election cycle and everything afterwards seems to have really put a spotlight on how fucking shitty the MSM and how corrupt it all is. Yeah. Now I got to wonder if that's by design or not, but yeah. if it's not, then maybe we are stepping into the next frontier where, where they are watching TV doesn't have the pull it used to have. And the radio is not doing it anymore because nobody's listening to the fucking radio and nobody's watching TV. And YouTube can try and do this little thing they're doing right now, and that's fine. Because, I mean, we chose years ago that we were going to go the value-for-value route. So we decided that if we ever do have any financial success, which we probably won't, but if we do, our revenue stream is going to be tied up into one, two, three, four thousand different people who have decided to pay us because they just want to. They've decided that what we're doing provides enough value that they'll 
give us one, two, three, five dollars a month. Yeah. So if our programming gets shitty, they can decide that now nah, you guys suck. We're out. We're not paying, and we can see the trend. Well, instead of like three advertisers that can say, nah, yep, you're I'm done, bro. You, you talked about that shit. And I mean, these guys are seeing that on YouTube right now. People are screaming at YouTube. It's not YouTube. It's the advertisers. They're saying, no, no, if that's going to be, an, if that's a possibility, I can't advertise with you. And YouTube's just saying, okay, hit the brakes. So yeah. that's the problem with, I mean, we've got to get off of the heavily centralized system. Hopefully DTube and some of these other fucking things will pan out to the point, like, the beauty about podcasting and audio is everyone can just kind of host themselves and not be beholden to anyone. I mean, we use Libsyn now, but we've got everything. So if Libsyn gets pulled tomorrow, I can just upload it the next day onto a server someplace else. And I, when you've got a thousand videos, that gets tough. Well, that, that yeah. hits the head, the nail on the head. Um, for those that aren't familiar with you, your guys' podcast, what would, what would you say is a good couple for people to check out that you guys are especially proud of? Because... I've been listening to you guys for years, and um, it's a, an honor to even talk to you guys and see you in the igloo, but uh, what would you suggest to some of our listeners to expose them to your tribe? Well, you know, there's various uh, various themes going on, and it's a wide Randall range Carlson's of Carlson's the yeah. go-to. I yeah. mean, that was, that's everybody's sort of favorite, or at least, yeah. like, most people's favorite, and how a lot of people find the show is through Randall Carlson. I think we've had him on more than anybody else. Yeah, and those for those that don't know who Randall Carlson is, he's been on the Joe Rogan Experience like four times, and it's one of the few ones where they went over three hours. And he was on twice, maybe three, with Graham Hancock, and they're brilliant. So definitely check that one out. That's actually one of the ones where I was like, God damn, these guys are really doing it. They're getting some really good guests. Yeah, man. Guys, you guys were awesome. Sorry I yelled at you so much with profanity <laughs> and sexual innuendo. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. Uh, do you guys ever make it down to the L.A. area at all? I haven't yet. I stopped at Crescent City. I only made it like 20 miles into California before shit got too crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to have you guys down here. We're doing a lot of live events and... Um, Maybe down the line, if it makes uh, money, it makes sense. We'd love to have you down here and do more stuff with you guys. I really loved this conversation. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you guys, uh, we didn't waste your time. Uh, we had a great time talking to you guys, and hopefully we could do it again. Yeah, man, it was fantastic. Thanks yeah. for having us on. Yeah, anytime. You guys can come on our show sometime, too. And Dude, if you're in Calgary, know. yeah. If you're are, in Calgary, are you guys in Calgary? For sure. Well, we're about 20 minutes out of Calgary. All right, man, I'll do it. I, I played and Calgary a couple times, so I'd love to do it. And uh, Graham, will, Graham will pick you up. Yeah, I'll pick you up, up, man. I'll drive you out here, whatever. Let's, yeah, let's, it'd be great. Well, you drop me off, though. That's the question. I don't know. Yeah. You guys can take no, me We're going to lock you in here and run. The, you're going to have to <laughs> podcast and to, for food. <laughs> so go ahead and tell everyone where they can find your stuff. Uh, just a clear. Uh, Grimerica.ca. If you have an iPhone, you can just put in gramerica.ca slash iTunes, and it'll do everything. It'll do the rest. If you have an Android, I don't know what to tell you. Get an iPhone. <laughs> Why don't you guys put it on Google Play? We are on Google Play, actually. Are we? Yeah, we are on Google Play. So you should be able to get it on Android. Yeah, if you just, like, search Grimerica, it'll come up. Not, nothing else has a keyword quite like it. So Unless you put up, it'll, it might autocorrect Primerica. Whatever the fuck that is. Fuck those guys at Primerica. They're fucking <laughs> sellouts. Sounds like an insurance company or it something. It probably like is that. an insurance company. I wonder what we sound like. <laughs> you guys sound great. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. It was an honor and a privilege, and hopefully we can do it again soon. And we'd yeah, love to thanks, come guys. on your show anytime you'll have us on, man. Oh, for sure. That's great. Yeah, yeah. We'll get ground to set it up. All, All right. right.
Okay, guys, guys. thanks. Take yeah. care. I love Canada, guys. Bye. <laughs> God, that was a lot of fun, dude. That was a good time. Uh, real quick, one thing that we didn't talk about uh, early on is that a lot of people are hitting us up about how they can support the show. Yeah. Oh, hold quick, quick, quick. Final thoughts, Aaron. Um, I, I just like that when you guys in this episode and, and uh, you know, talking with Ryan before and after shows, it, when you say UFOs, you don't necessarily mean aliens. It can be, but it can also just be, you know, government not, not, nonsense yeah. that yeah, we just one, don't know about. And so, because I, I always... I cringe when people go UFOs and they go, oh, it must be aliens. No, it's not necessarily. Unidentified no, flying object. Unidentified flying object could be anything. Yeah. Uh, one, dude, that's a big thing because we don't know how far down the road um, the government is. We yeah. don't know how far it is. And so the, all this shit you're seeing could be, uh, could be, cra- could be just the U.S. government. Um, yeah, and if you guys have had any personal experiences yourself or any type of stories, send it to us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. would love to read about it and hear about it. And, yeah, get any suggestions for guests, future topics. Man, we're really trying to do it. We're having fun. Uh, the biggest thing we want to talk to you guys about is that uh, a lot of you guys are like, how can we support the show? Well, we first of all, we're we're very thankful you would even say that, man. Uh, it's just this is a two man show. Ryan and I work very hard on it. Actually, it's a three man show. DJ Buddy works very hard on it. So, um, and to go next level, we we would love a little support for you from you guys. Now I know it's not easy. So if you guys want, we we haven't started the Patreon. We're gonna start working on that very soon. Uh, but if you want to just make a donation to the show and support the show, just uh, you can go to PayPal and do tinfoilhatpod at Gmail. And if you want to make a donation, can. If not, no big deal. But I know some of you guys have asked us about that, and we would love any support you can get. Um, why don't we do a couple? We haven't done this in a while because we've done so many shows outside of uh, the studio. Why don't we do a little bit of... Um, Read some of the five-star reviews on iTunes. Yeah, let's start right here. And we'll we'll go up. Do do right here. All right. Amazing by Lilifix. Lilifix. Five star uh, review. Five star review. I love the podcast. Just sometimes have longer episodes when subjects require more than time. Don't rush it. Keep this amazing podcast going. Thank uh, you. Next up is Love Me Some. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> love Me Some Lion and the Wacky Five-star review. Tim Hat quickly became a weekly listening requirement. The Lion and the Goof know what's up. Makes me Make sure you check this one out. Mother of all podcasts. Five-star review. The Two Hole Kentucky. My new favorite. You will... You will back up and listen to them all. Resistance is the future. Uh, what's this? A Cavalcade of Badassery by Grizzly Manballs. <laughs> Aaron, you wrote this one. I know you did. Great great content. Great guests. The hosts are the coolest. If you love conspiracy but really love talking about it, candidly, you'll love this podcast. Do yourself a favor. Don't be nimbly and describe. Yes. Keep it up, Sir Nipalot. 33. Awesome. What if the force is like the Bermuda Triangle? Love the show. Great, 
Great point. Great show. Andy McDougall. Hey, guys. Love the show. Would love to hear a longer interview. Wishing much success. Love the B- the BJs. Thank you, dude. Powerful podcast. Five-star by Back1001. Love the podcast. Eddie Bravo, Flat Earth. Oh, we had so many more. Uh, we'll have to read a couple more. Let's see. The great show. Alvarez, 6868. A great show and good take on what's going on in the conspiracy world. To the top, baby. Five-star. Bella, 85G. The best topics around for opening the mind. Coworkers and friends think I'm crazy when I bring up the topics. But Sam says knowledge knowledge is free. It is. Question everything. It's free. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Sam Man Fan. Uh, tinfoil hats off to Sam and Ryan Davis for consistently releasing top-notch episodes of their awesome podcast tinfoil hat please keep up the great work yeah we appreciate you guys doing the five-star reviews honestly it's nice that you say something nice but we need that five-star review so if you just want to go you know you shout, can say anything you can do a cooking recipe whatever just give us that five-star review i'm going to work on my reading skills i'm I, I i swear i just know that aaron wants to get out of here because he has to go home and beat his wife so we got to get out of here whenever we can i'm only kidding he's gonna by beat i mean make sweet love too um guys this has been a great episode. I also want to tell you that we are working. We have an episode about to drop next Monday that is super interesting. It's John Benet Ramsey. Uh, I got to be honest, one of our darker episodes, and we've done some dark shit. Yeah, we're going to turn the comment section off on YouTube on that one, so don't even bother. Oh, yeah, and go check out uh, YouTube.com backslash Sam Tripoli, and uh, you can see this uh, audio to uh, video wise as well so a great podcast ryan you always work really hard on them they always come out we very much appreciate it and we will see you all next time take care everybody